Hello, everybody, and welcome to Comic Club, your friendly neighborhood comic book podcast. I am your host, Blaine McGaffigan, and I am joined, as always, by Adam, Adman Cook. Hey, Blaine, great to be here. Great to have you. We are streaming today live from Comic Club Studio Headquarters. Each month, we read a new comic or graphic novel and break it down on the show. This is our spoiler-free, shorter episode where we introduce which book we are reading and chat about our first impressions, including The Bare Bones, who this comic is for, and judging a book by its cover. This month, we'll be reading Miracle Man, A Dream of Flying. Adam, give us The Bare Bones. Miracle Man is Alan Moore's revival and reimagining of a Golden Age comic hero as he remembers his superpowers and regains his mantle of superhero after decades of inactivity. So, Blaine, why did we choose Miracle Man for this month? Because we like to sprinkle in the classics. We we want to revisit the classics. We've read some Frank Miller. We've read some Grant Morrison. We have read some other classics and now we're like listen we have not revisited any by the og himself alan moore we talked about on our early why we started this whole thing um rereading watchmen and how much of an impact that book was for both of us and how that inspired comic club in the first place and this is a book i've never read miracle man is kind of always been one that people talk about people hold it in such high regard Um, it has a crazy publishing schedule it's been kind of out of print for a long time so it's it's been hard to read Um, Adam and I both like got these three hardback editions on eBay which was you know bidding and doing that whole thing which you do but the editions look great I know if you're out there listening you can go find an omnibus which is reprinted um, because Neil Gaiman did some follow-ups to this in our next episode we're going to go all into the full history of Miracle Man the publishing and how it works But I did want to drop that this is Miracle Man Summer over here at Comic Club. We're not just going to read book one, A Dream of Flying, but we're going to read all three books and even get into the Neil Gaiman stuff. We're not exactly sure what the recording schedule is going to be like if we start to group some together. We'll see you and we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But I wanted to pass it back to you, Adam. Uh, I think you you got a little bit into this book. What are your first impressions? Like, what are your take? And and I, I kind of spoke from both of us there, but have you read this before? I have not read this before. This one is one that I had heard about, and I really didn't know a ton um, of the background. There's really a lot of history to this this character and how Alan Moore came to take over the book and sort of reimagine it, like I mentioned. Uh, and... The beginning is really kind of, um, it's a sort of almost like a red herring because it starts with such a classic comic style that it doesn't really feel like Alan Moore. And you're kind of wondering, what are we getting into? And it really feels like you're reading a Golden Age comic in a lot of ways. Looks just like a Golden Age comic. um, And, you know, the characters talk like Golden Age comics. Like everything is with an exclamation point. It's pretty funny. But then it jumps ahead in time and you get the actual kind of Alan Moore take on the story and it very quickly started to take shape and sort of present his kind of authorial voice, I think. And I could tell, oh, that's right. 
Alan Moore is one of the greats. It's this feeling, it's kind of like when we read Sandman last year, that you're just in really good hands. Like, you just know that this storyteller has a vision and a way with words and the medium itself that it's going to be a fun ride. So I'm really excited. I got really kind of jazzed by the beginning of this. And that was my, what's your excitement level after reading, you know, 25 or 50 pages so far? Same as you. As soon as I read it, I like took a picture of the book and posted on Twitter. I was like, Alan Moore is the goat, like bow before him. His like panel descriptions, the little description where he's like describing like the environment. He's like, the clear blue crystalline snow falls from a dusty sky. Like he's so good. And we'll have to dig into some of those with our best lines. But I'm so stoked for this. I'm a little bit past you. And, um, and as I was digging into the Wikipedia and learning about the history of publishing, it kind of adds like a whole new layer and element, um, because of where this hero came from and it's a very kind of uk centric hero for some reasons we'll get into next episode but i mean i love alan moore and it's just always so awesome reading something of his that i hadn't read before so i am all in so stoked miracle man summer is going to be a blast it's going to be a fun one i'm really excited to be back in his brain again and he just has such a way with words He's such a great actual writer of words which you know even great comic writers aren't always that skilled but he's he's just a different level kind of you know surpasses being a comic writer to just being a great writer yes and and one thing and i sent this to you this is a tiktok i sent adam but it is something i just loved and he was talking about the link between cinema and comic books And he's like, okay, obviously, you know, it's helpful if you have a cinematic background to make comics because they are kind of shot and look in that way. But I don't want comics to just be a stop slower version of watching a movie. And he's like, my intention of creating comics since the 80s has been making something unique to comic books that you cannot recreate in film. And that's why... He has been so deathly opposed to all of his comics being adapted because his whole premise is, no, I'm trying to make a comic, not a film. If I wanted to make film, I could have got into that. And that's just like, it was a little quote that I saw and I was just like, God, that's why he's the best. You know, he's thinking about it on a such deeper level. Yeah, maybe we'll put a a link to that, you know, in the uh, comic club Twitter or something because it's a really good you know, just argument for the case of comics in general and why the, why the medium is important. Um, if, if, you know, if you're interested in comics or if you're just a huge comic nerd already, it's just fun to hear him say it so eloquently. Absolutely. Um, okay. Let's get over to who is this comic for, um, before we do quick programming note, I'm, it is summertime and I'm here in North Carolina with my family. You'll notice my microphone is on my Apple earbuds here. So just wanted to, you know, do not check your dial. This is normal. Um, just wanted to throw that out there. Hopefully everybody out there in the comic club universe is getting some good family time, catching the summer rays and, um, cuddling up, you know, by the pool with a copy of Miracle Man. So who this comic is for, this is where we break down who we think is the perfect audience for this month's book. If you find yourself in any of these categories, you have to pick it up. If not, Join the comic club and read it with us anyway. Adam, who is this comic for? This comic is for Alan Moore acolytes like Blaine and myself. 
Fans of Shazam, a.k.a. Captain Marvel. Comic readers that are interested in the classics of the medium. And postmodern superhero lovers. Grab the book if you're in any of those categories and join us. Let's move it over to judging a book by its cover where we like to imagine ourselves walking through a comic shop and happen upon the book sitting on the shelf. What do we think about the cover? What does it say about what's inside? How cool is the logo and everything else? Adam, let's judge this book by its cover. So we've got, as Blaine mentioned, this hardback uh, collection, three different hardbacks. And the first one just has Miracle Man front and center. I kind of like the the background color they chose for these characters. Miracle Man is kind of in a... He's in full color, but behind him are in a bunch of different shades of purple. Um, just a bunch of different characters that I'm assuming we're going to get to know. And, you know, villains. Looks like we got some bad guys in there. We got some other members of the Miracle Man squad. And it just really has a sort of classic comic hero look to it. I think it's very, you know, very much tapping into the golden age, uh, especially with Miracle Man's pose. He's got that just arms open kind of ready for action pose. One of my favorite things about it is the Miracle Man logo the two m's stacked on each other and i love that it's a primary color scheme red yellow blue that is the most classic golden age comic that i can kind of think part of this um and that that to me is what stands out the most is miracle man's really cool emblem logo yeah and that was so i believe this cover is by alan davies and um, I'm going to dig into the art a little bit more because I know as we get through these books, the artists change, if I'm not mistaken. The artist in this, A Dream of Flying, the interior is Gary Leach. And I was reading online that he that one of the big things was him redesigning the MM logo. So if you look at that opening prologue, like Adam mentioned, the Golden Age, you get the two MMs in a circle, but it's not as cool. It's not as designed out. And um, yeah, I love that new updated Miracle Man. And I, I know like Miracle Man was also called Marvel Man at some at one point. And so like, I, again, we're going to get into the whole publishing history because I find it very fascinating. But I think it was Marvel Man actually before and then for legal reasons, they ended up changing it later. Um, but the interior art is really cool and very like I was reading Gary Leach was doing some really sort of photo um, reference stuff for a lot of the characters. And so you can see he even talks about he's like, oh, yeah, for young Miracle Man, I designed him based on David Bowie and and the main guy. I can't remember who they mentioned, but we'll we'll talk about that more. But this cover, I don't know, like I, the design is really sharp, but I got to say like the rendering on the cover of A Dream of Flying, I think, is just like, I don't know. I don't know if it completely draws me in, but I agree with you. I think the costume is something special. And it is intriguing because based on what I've read so far, I don't know any of these characters that are like hovering in the, in the outskirts of the Miracle Man. So there is a lot more to see. And then on the back, you see kind of like these more it looks kind of like older school 80s kind of illustration so we're gonna get into all of that um we got we got all summer to do it and um, we're really excited over here at comic club we hope you join us and then that's gonna wrap it up for our first impressions episode if you enjoyed today's show go tell a friend and leave a review on your podcast app of choice go pick up a copy 
Join us in a couple weeks for our full in-depth episode diving into the nitty-gritty of Miracle Man. Adam? Comic Club out. Comic Club is brought to you from Upper Esh Media. This episode was edited by Adam J. Cook. Our intro and outro music is by Tiger Cup. Katie Livingston at Living Kate designed our logo. If you enjoyed the episode, tell a friend, follow us on social at Comic Club Podcast, and join our Facebook group to continue the conversation online. Remember, everyone, read more comics. Comic Club.